0: Are you one of the 9 million Floridians living in a community managed by a property manager or HOA? If you've ever wondered what your rights are as a resident or what your role is as a volunteer board member, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Condo Coaches, your resource for when your gated community starts to feel more like you're stuck behind bars. Or when that guy next door decides that a hot pink Chevy on cinder blocks really sets the tone for the neighborhood. The Condo Coaches is brought to you by LM Funding. Com. Find the Condo Coaches online at the CondoCoaches.com. And now your host, Johnny Torres. Hello, everybody.
1: It's the condo coaches radio show from whenever, wherever you may be listening or watching our show. We're live on Facebook right now at facebook.com slash the condo coaches. That's facebook.com slash the condo coaches. You can catch every previous episode now over a year's worth of content. If you were to watch uh, one every week, we now have uh, over 50 videos there in our YouTube channel. Uh, Please subscribe and uh, digest those videos and let us know uh, what topic you'd like to see here on the show. Uh, Just go over to YouTube.com and search for The Condo Coaches. And then, of course, our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud. You know, you let us know where you like to listen to your podcast. We'll make sure it's up there if it's not already. But the podcast is also a great way to digest the show. You can listen to it on your commute. And, of course, like I said, it's available on iTunes. So uh, we're already reaching a pretty large audience across the country with our podcast version and our YouTube videos. Uh, But uh, for those of you who are listening to the show for the first time and you haven't heard the Condo Coaches before, aren't familiar with the show, we are a team of volunteers sharing our expertise, our experience, when it comes to running your homeowners or community association effectively, efficiently, and on budget. And joining me for every show is Head Coach Dean Akers. How are you? Johnny, I'm
2: doing great. How are you?
1: Another great weekend in Florida. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, so uh, can't beat that. Uh, Today, we're going to actually dive in because uh, we're kind of in the middle of uh, trade show season here. So we're not only going to digest again uh, what you're talking on, some of the questions you're getting. Uh, I actually got to attend your Tampa trade show. uh, And so we'll digest that a little bit. And we're also going to dive into our mailbox and our messages that we get through Facebook and our other social media profiles and answer these questions here on this show. So it's going to be a very board member and resident focused show today uh as uh we it's just uh you and i flying the plane today
2: well the the shows have been uh spectacular we've been attending we have 50 plus people a show Mm -hmm. i mean the engagement but really what's happening after the show the post engagement when they get home and they kind of absorb i think the biggest question i had which you attended was and we get this almost every there's a skeptic in the audience so you'd almost think i plan them yeah because they go I don't get it.
1: I was surprised sitting in the audience. I was surprised that the question really didn't come until almost the very end.
2: Yeah. The very end, the guy goes, I don't get it. Why are you doing this?
1: Uh, But it makes sense. They're waiting for the hook. Yeah. Right. They're waiting for the catch or the pitch. And there's none of that. No. It It never comes.
2: No. And the the flip back on him was. How high order you paid to be a volunteer? True. Because nothing. I said, Mm -hmm. how many of you are paid to be volunteers? Everybody raise their hand. Nobody yeah and i said so this is a give back this is by all the vendors in florida that work with all the you know uh nine to ten million residents and their associations fifty thousand associations to help them it's our industry
1: yeah exactly right i mean it's an entire industry made up predominantly of volunteers because even the vendors uh don't even come close to the number of volunteers that are involved in running these associations oh yeah and, um, the, and
2: the vendors what we're finding is 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 we have vendors that come on our show. When they come on, they don't sit on the show and go, oh, did I tell you our roof is the 30-year roof that we only make? No, they talk as coaches to help associations with roofing issues, finance issues. Uh, We've got a group. Actually, today we were going to have them. They moved out, which was LED lights. We've had a lot of questions on LED lights. Not only the performance, but the fact that we had one group ask us, they're just too bright. So we've got them coming on to talk about luminosity and all the other stuff.
1: Well, that's right. And we, we even had a question, and I'll see if I can dig it up, but we did have a question from a listener who was talking about how the, bright, how the brightness of the lights was really overpowering to, uh, where it was coming into the home and really causing an uncomfortable situation there in terms of his living environment.
2: Well, he actually it was really cool. He came to the Orlando event oh okay so he was in our audience it created great dialogue which we love and uh that's why i reached out and and we're getting an led expert on yeah because the led meets the specifications it's just brighter and this guy it's right outside his window
1: which is a great thing yeah because especially when you're talking about community lighting oh yeah. you, you want to spend less energy but cover more area with the lighting that you have.
2: Yeah, LED lights are fabulous.
1: Especially now like right now here in Tampa, you know, our Seminole Heights community, oh, yeah. which is a very historical community, so it doesn't have a lot of street lighting. Right now is dealing with the issue that there's someone out there that's unfortunately taken a few lives. Uh there seem like it, there might be a serial uh, killer at hand here, and one of the issues that that community has is again that it's a historical community that doesn't have a lot of street lighting, so it makes it easy for someone like this to roam the streets uh, with very uh, low visibility.
2: Well, and at our um, at our expo shows we do that. I was spending a couple hours. Mm-hmm. They're not structured like somebody standing at a podium clicking slides. I interact. Right. And the one we had with the LED lighting when he brought it up at the show, we had great dialogue for probably 40 board members. Yeah. And we, the resolution that came out said, LED lighting is good. And the one one other guy goes, I hate LED lighting outside my window. I just bought blinds. <laughs> right. That's what he said. <laughs> you know. So and everybody has an answer. Sometimes
1: it's 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 the easier battle to win. It, yeah. Well, and, and to that note, Um, For those of you who maybe live in a part of the state where you're not able to make it to one of these uh, expos, uh, trade shows where Dean is speaking, uh, if you live in another part of the country and you're listening to the condo coaches, watching the condo coaches, uh, you can watch the majority of your workshop is up on YouTube. Uh, We filmed the Tampa one that you did here. Uh, It was great. Yeah. Uh, You move around a lot. So (laughs) it was hard to keep you in camera. Um, But uh, we got great audio from it. We got, uh, of course, uh, a good response from the audience. And if anybody wants to know what it's like, it's a great preview, too, to when you do come into town and do one of these workshops.
2: We're going to actually we're going to after the first year set up specific condo coach workshops in all the markets in florida Mm -hmm. we're going to have a room we're going to get some uh, uh, underwriters to help us with the room and stuff not sponsors but underwriters yeah and we're going to be inviting people in different areas of the uh, state to an exclusive condo coach afternoon where we'll have coaches that can answer questions um and it'll be it'll i'll be doing the program you know getting
1: a lot of personal attention oh yeah because sometimes at these trade shows, you've got, again, 40, 50 people or more in the room. And so, you know, a handful of people are going to get their questions in. But sometimes it's tough because there's follow-up questions. And, you know, to get the full context, you got to kind of get deep into the situation. And this type of uh, condo coach class, I think, allows for a more personal uh, one-on-one type of uh, attention.
2: Yes, and that's that's why after this trade show season, this is our first trade show season that the condo coach is actually Put on a class. Yeah. And it's a two hour class. It has continued education. The feedback from it's been fabulous. Okay. And uh, so that's what is precipitating us taking this out and make it a little bit more formal so more people can see it without having to, you know, go walk a trade show and they can, you know, have a two to three hour, maybe even four hour visit. Uh, we're going down to Del Rey. We're going to be at that trade show this week. Okay. Uh, or, yeah this week Uh, so our show already air but we have a huge sign up there and then in delray we're doing two plus 55 communities in the next 30 to 60 days strategic planning vision statements and how to rebrand their communities via via the boards right
1: yeah well and that's the one thing is is it's interesting how people are uh you you see a lot of heads nodding you know, And it's one of the things that we mention on the show often, which is why I encourage everybody to send in their emails, call us, reach out to us via the website or via our social media profiles, because I can assure you that whatever your situation is, somebody else is dealing with that same situation. And when people ask questions during your talk everybody's head's nodding in the room because they're dealing with the same issues. And so uh, we've got a couple minutes here. So I do want to tell people exactly how they can do that. They can, of course, go to the website, thecondocoaches.com. There's a few places that you can reach out to us there via the website. You can also go to any of our social media profiles, Facebook being the most uh, common one, facebook.com slash thecondocoaches, facebook.com slash thecondocoaches. Uh, And then, of course, you can email us. Our email address is help at the condo help at the condo coaches.com. Or if you prefer an old school phone call, you can call us. Leave us a message at 813-331-5415, 813-331-5415. Um, as you said, uh, the West Palm class will have passed, you know, by the time this airs in West Palm at WJNO and in Miami uh, and, and uh, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, but. Uh, again, it's one of these things. That's why we recorded the, your talk the other day here in Tampa, and it's the reason why we continue to do the show week after week, because the information is so relevant, and it's timeless. I mean, these problems aren't new.
2: Well, they're not new, but I got to make a funny comment. I know we're getting ready to go to break, but the head nodding. Yeah. I had one guy that came up to me afterwards, and he had been in a couple sessions, and he and I sat in some sessions that I was just at listening to. Yeah. And he came up and and he said, you know, I saw a lot of head nodding with everybody in our room when you were speaking. It was all good. And I said, well, I appreciate that. And I didn't know if this was a compliment or not. He said, the last seminar I was in, there was a lot of head nodding, too. But it was for a different reason.
1: They were nodding nodding out. out. (laughs) I thought that
2: I didn't know whether to go. I said, well, is that a compliment? Again, that's very much a compliment. He said, this has been one of the best programs I've attended and I've gone to this trade shows for several years. So I thought that was a real compliment to us.
1: Well, and it's a reinforcement of what we've been teaching here for the past year. And uh, so, uh, again, it's a great opportunity, again, to get some one-on-one attention, get a question in, that sort of thing. Uh, but again, we are going to be focusing on your questions and issues on this episode. So again, hit us up on the email help at the condo help at the condo or call us 813-331-5415, 813-331-5415. We've got a question from Ron at the Venetian Bay Villages. And he's asking about how much should I be paying my property management company? So we're going to tackle that one when we get back. It's Condo Coaches Radio Show segment two coming up right after this.
0: Contact the Condo Coaches online at condocoaches.com More of the Condo Coaches is coming up next.
3: Life is full of bittersweet transitions. It's difficult to know how these changes will impact us over time. For some people, difficult transitions like retirement, divorce, or loss of a loved one can hit harder than expected and may contribute to feelings of hopelessness or even thoughts of suicide. The risk of suicide is even higher for men over 50 who served our country. Guys like me. That's why support from friends and family makes such a big difference. Every day, your actions could help save a life. Together, we got this. Learn how you can help save a life at VeteransCrisisLine.net.
0: to The Condo Coaches, online at thecondocoaches.com. Here's your host, Johnny Torres.
1: Yeah, we're talking homeowner and board member questions and answers here on today's Condo Coaches radio show. Call us at 813-331-5415 or email us help at thecondocoaches.com. That's help at thecondocoaches.com. Ron writes to us from Venetian Bay Villages in Kissimmee. And uh, he says, of Coaches, I have a question. Is it acceptable to pay a management company 40% of the annual dues for a gated community? Any input would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. And thank you, Ron, for your question. That's actually a really interesting question.
2: Well, we're going to have a property management uh, executive on in the next coming weeks. Okay. And she's going to talk just generically, not about her company, but she's yeah. an executive. The, the key with the management companies, to, to ask a question, is it okay to pay 40%? That's kind of a misleading question, because if the fees were $1,000, is it okay to pay a management company $400? So if if Ron wants to send us a financial statement, yep. we can do a deep dive on it and and really give him feedback on that and what the scope of work with the management company is. Uh, some of the management company's fees include guards, includes all kinds of stuff.
1: Maintenance. So, and, yeah, so you right. really
2: have to dissect it. You can't just say oh, that's crazy. You should never pay 40% or no, you shouldn't, or you should pay this. Well, Well, what he
1: also needs to look at is the agreement between the community and that property management company and to see exactly how that's structured. Because just because it's a percentage doesn't necessarily mean, like what he also needs to figure out is, is it a fixed cost that you're paying or is it actually a percentage? So for every home he's getting, so as the, fees increase, then obviously their um their payout increases
2: well my experience is i've never seen a management company do a percentage of revenue right or of fees they usually have a per door or some kind of number or a rate where they charge a small amount but they Mm -hmm. charge for each human that's out there so if you're got a manager out there you could pay 70 to 150 grand for them right and then you've maintenance guys and everything it really just needs to be deep dove if you will yeah and just to ask is 40 percent good uh the answer is yes and no you don't even have a clue because it's it's like going to a doctor and saying i'm sick okay what really is wrong sure so but we'd be glad to help him and and we can give him a, an opinion through the condo coaches that is totally objective mm-hmm. it's uh you know it's not we don't have a dog in the fight so when he sends that over We'll be able to reach back and say, yeah, that looks that looks pretty industry comparable.
1: Well, and I'm kind of throwing you a bit of a curveball here and and we can we can Good. All right. So, uh, you know, it would be interesting, though, to maybe give some guidance as to what is a reasonable percentage. And I know that there's a lot of factors that go into what a property management company can handle, right? What they can be responsible for. But if you're budgeting which we talk about all the time what should you what what are the boundaries like what percentage should you stay within in terms of what how much you should be paying out your property management company
2: that's not a curveball in the fact that it's it's like again you can you can't just say that as an arbitrary even a hypothetical because it varies so very much
1: right depending on what the services are that they're providing
2: well the services yeah the scope if they're provided employees, your own amenity level. Yeah, I mean, you could be a portfolio manager that's managing six units for somebody and the, and not doing the accounting or anything, and it's a cup of coffee once a month, so to speak. <laughs> right. So it just really depends. You can't even you can't even box it out and say within these windows because we see them all over. It's really important to understand the components of amenities, what your services are, and everything else. And sure. And if you get that, there's ways we can help them with the scope to make sure they're getting an apples to apples with different management companies.
1: Now, one of the things that you told me just before we started the show is uh, an increase in interest in terms of uh, a lot of the financial things that we do. So we do the uh, delinquency worksheet. We also do the free financial assessment. Um, And then, of course, you know, we talked briefly right after the hurricane. Uh, about a line of credit or securing some funds, you know, for repairs and uh, you know whatever was necessary after the hurricane. And so this fits right into that. Jack Jacobs writes to us from Bradenton, and he says he's on the board of a small condo association, only twenty four units on the water. And he says following Irma, they realized that they needed a line of credit. Um, and you know, again, talking about those unexpected costs, not only the the unexpected costs, but also the amount of the unexpected costs which was for d- debris removal and to rebuild before another storm comes along, um, do we have a short list-, list of lenders? And so, again, that's one of the things that the condo coaches can provide, uh, not only the financial guidance, but then we also have access to those individuals who can produce that, that line of credit for them.
2: Yeah, I would have him. We need to reach out to him. Yep. Because... Just getting a, look, a, a list of lenders isn't going to help him. We now know that we can help by understanding their financials. Right, uh, we're having one right now. We're helping that has a high concentration of investors, which is causing the banks not to want to do um, a ten-year call it rebirth. Yeah, and uh, we're in the process now of you know because of some of my backgrounds of looking for alternative sources of finance, which I'm I've never not been able to come up with some source of financing that makes sense. And so uh, I'm meeting with banks that say, hey, our underwriting doesn't allow it without without with this investor controlled. So now I'm meeting with some equity guys and stuff and saying, should we put together a fund together to uh, help condos that have a little bit higher level of investors in there uh, and do it as a different different scale of risk versus the standard bank so there's a lot of opportunities out there but they got to reach out to the condo coaches because that's how we get data points and we'll we'll work with this guy
1: yeah well and and again a lot of communities dealing with that because uh, these storms while they come around every year we never know uh you know the gravity at which they're going to hit and while i would say the majority of the state fared well um other than southwest florida um, most of, I would say the majority of the damage has been that there's been trees and debris and, you know, that sort of thing. And even those trees have caused a lot of damage, but uh, nothing directly from the storm. It's been, uh, you know, a side effect of the storm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're going through uh, questions and answers from homeowners and board members here on the Condo Coaches Radio Show. Again, you want to submit yours, 813-331-5415, 813-331-5415. You can also email us, help at thecondocoaches.com, help at thecondocoaches.com, or visit our website. Thecondocoaches.com. Thecondocoaches.com. Joan writes to us. She uh, it lives over in the Federation of uh, Kings Point Associations. Uh, it's the umbrella association for 113 associations in Kings Point. That is a massive community. Uh, they negotiate and oversee bulk contracts that are part of each association's common expense, such as landscaping and irrigation, which is the foundation for her email. She says the company. ...that is currently doing the landscaping... ...has not been keeping up with the trimming and mowing... Um, ...a lot of the residents are upset... Uh, ...they sent... uh, ...she sent an email... ...to I guess this... uh, ...Kings Point Association... ...website... ...they did not respond... Um, ...she's basically trying to... ...dive into the contract... ...between these associations... ...and this landscaping company... ...she was a certified legal assistant... ...and she'd like to read the contract again as she has background experience as to what to look for does she have the right to request that contract and if so what is the best way to make that request so that they have to act on it
2: um she, she has the right to request it um i would get with i would be i would probably go to my uh community association office mm-hmm. and uh and just talk to him about it meet the president kind of one-off um Usually, the problem you see is is not somebody dissecting the contract, because uh, most people don't understand the scope of it. Even people that are pretty sophisticated, sure. It's really it's really understanding um, what the expectations have been set are. And usually, what you see most uh, landscaping contracts, having been a pretty large landscaper in my previous life. Mm-hmm you know i was doing six seven million dollars a year in landscaping primarily taking care of condo groups commercial and everything else and what happens is is that you have specifications and that's where that's the devil in the details so like in the winter starting about now you're mowing every two weeks well guess what we haven't had any cold weather so guess what the grass is still doing Still growing, but you're paying for every two weeks. So the guy shows up. It looks like it's not being taken care of.
1: Well, what's really concerning her is that apparently, according to the most recent set of minutes from their last meeting, they're considering renewing the contract. And so she's wanting to move on it pretty quickly in the hopes of, you know, maybe being able to to start a bid process to replace the company, since it seems that there's a number of homeowners who are unhappy with the uh, landscaper's performance.
2: Well, they should bid every year so they should be bidding
1: that's a great yeah. that's a great yeah suggestion. i mean she
2: could she if i was her i'd meet the president i wouldn't be antagonistic one of the biggest things i see is and we talk about it in our seminars Yep. is transparency and trust i would meet with one of the presidents say hey you want to help and then you know try to figure out where they're where they really are on the process
1: okay Yeah. And, you know, somebody with that kind of experience could be incredibly valuable on a board. I mean, I'd highly encourage her to run as well and and get on the board somehow, because uh, very few people know how to read contracts and understand them. Right. Uh, we're talking questions and answers from homeowners, board members here on the Condo Coaches radio show. If you're listening for the first time, again, we're a team of volunteers here sharing our expertise to help your community run effectively, efficiently, and on budget. Coming up in the next segment, we've got Wayne's question on what are remedy options for a board refusing to enforce deed restrictions? <laughs> and so, it's the Condo Coaches radio show, segment three, coming up right after This.
0: Contact the Condo Coaches online at CondoCoaches.com. More of the Condo Coaches is coming up next.
4: Thanks, Julie. And coming up next is there rain in your weekend forecast. We'll find...
3: Hey. Hi. It's been a while. Great place and nice neighborhood. You must have a strong community association board.
0: Thanks. I guess so, but I don't pay any attention to that stuff.
3: Seriously? How do you know for sure the board and community manager are making the right decisions to protect your investment?
0: I don't, but what am I supposed to do?
3: You can get involved and connect with CAI.
0: CA what?
3: CAI, Community Associations Institute. They're a nonprofit group that has helped us build a great community. They have free resources for your association board, professional training for community managers, and helpful information for homeowners.
0: Thanks. I'll definitely do that. Is the time and investment you have made in your home and community protected? Be a smart homeowner and visit CAI at ResponsibleCommunities.com. Welcome back to The Condo Coaches, online at TheCondoCoaches.com. Here's your host, Johnny Torres. Thank you again for listening, watching The Condo
1: Coaches Radio Show. On Facebook, YouTube, you can find every single episode. Just search for the Condo Coaches. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And uh, while you're at it, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, love everybody listening to the podcast. When we, you know, today we're talking about homeowners and board members. But you know, uh, a little shout out is always to our property managers as well. A role often misunderstood uh and uh you know again we we try to be fair here we don't have uh we don't pick winners and losers you know we just try to provide the most unbiased and uh, factual information possible and so thank you to everybody who does listen to the show uh, and for those of you who are out there sharing this information with your fellow board members and residents
2: uh, uh, johnny we have a we have a one-hour condo coach program on leadership for community managers and it's, awesome. we've done it several times. We're going to do the same with it. We're going to take it on the road mm-hmm. <clears throat> because it really, the ones we've done it with, they go, wow, I never really understood how important a, my role was, but how I can make a difference as a leader. Cause they're basically the chief operating officer of an association.
1: That's right. That's right. I mean, and, and they do work for the community. Uh, you know and at the discretion of the board and its residents and so uh, it's not an easy position to be in it's rarely a very popular one Um, but it is a hard job and uh, and, but when it's done well I mean you can really make some amazing things happen
2: well if you think about it you attended Friday and you saw a lot of head bobbing there yeah when we talked about who the shareholders were of a community and all those board members there said they're residents sure And if you think about it, if you're running a publicly traded company and you're treating your shareholders poorly,
1: you're not going to be there very long.
2: And it doesn't bode well. It's just not, you know, good business. Yeah, it's just not, yes. And we talk about trust and transparency. You know, really opening up and creating that for everybody involved, all stakeholders.
1: Well, speaking of the Expo, uh, you know, we run public service announcements during the show, and one of them is for the Community Associations Institute. Uh, They've got a big show coming up in Orlando. Real big show. Uh, It's going to be massive, and uh, the Condo Coach is really excited to be a part of that show. It's going to be happening over in Orlando. What's the date again?
2: It's uh, November 3rd. Okay. And uh, so it's, it's coming
1: up two weeks away. Oh, yeah. It's two weeks yeah.
2: away. It's we, uh, we've we on the show several times said we'll have scholarships. All you have to do is help at thecondocoaches.com.
1: Yeah. Email and, us. Yeah,
2: email us and say you want to go to the show. We're, we're doing some complimentary. We have some underwriters doing complimentary tickets to go if anybody's interested. It's a, it's a day. It's, it's a real workshop. Yep. If you're a board member, I'd recommend going mainly because there's going to be a lot of, property management people there but property management executives so you can really kind of ask them what and really get the what's going on Well,
1: get a perspective on you know your community being run the way it should be or could be um, and getting ideas you know one of the most eye-opening parts of your talk at the expo last week in tampa was when you asked people about their vision and did anybody have a vision plan for their community To me, not having a vision plan for your community is like taking over an airplane mid-flight and not have any idea where you're going.
2: Well, the thing is, we've done like six meetings now, six presentations or seven presentations. And so far, I'm batting a thousand on vision plans. Yeah. In other words, nobody has had one yet right and you sat there friday and saw the dismay when people were going wow you're right
1: they they had the most puzzling looks on their faces they had no idea what you were talking about uh and and it goes to show you really that there is there's a missing piece of the puzzle when people get into this and um, get on a board that they don't realize that this is their opportunity to make the community into what they would like to see it become
2: and everybody acknowledged everybody acknowledged to me that that vision plan concept is something they were for sure taken back yeah and we've done that with some associations now i think i shared with you and i've shared it a couple times on the show we have some coming up and down in dale ray and one particular one we're, we're going to redefine this plus 55 communities vision and not me all i am as a facilitator right it's these residents and there's ten thousand represented represent residents there by these boards mm-hmm. that are going to try to really i call put energy into their uh, association
1: well and just like with our show i would recommend that anyone listening to the show even if you're not a board member you should go to one of these expos oh yeah go to one of these trade shows see what's out there learn what happens learn how these community associations are run so that way if you do run you have a head start going in as to what to
2: expect well our our, the seventh book we published has been a sellout at all shows we only had it at three shows but the seventh book is a book for residents and it is our largest book to date it's about 40 pages yep and um uh i've had boards take them i've had boards say can i give this to every new person that buys into the community um, I'm thinking that may move into our most popular book, which means if you're not a board member and you're listening, get in there and download, download these books because yep. you're going to get the one for you, but you're also going to see the ones that the board members are
0: downloading.
1: Well, and, and I'll throw out kind of a unique idea here, which is that because there's a digital version of this book, right? Which is the one that you get when you fill out the form on the website at the condocoaches.com slash playbook. It's the condocoaches.com dot com slash playbook. That's where you download these seven playbooks that Dean's talking about is that you could actually have maybe not a meeting. Right. But like a little get together, a little potluck situation and have somebody bring a projector or a television oh, and yeah? just go through the booklet. Right. Just have everybody sit down there and go through the booklet. And I bet you that it's going to create great conversation and great insight and everybody's going to learn something.
2: Yeah, I think you're, you're going to have a question coming up in a minute. Yep. Uh, boards' fiduciary responsibilities, just like a government, they are a government. Yeah. And, you know, you have a question here in a second, I know, because we talked about it at the break. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes boards don't understand when they accept that role. It's not being an idiot or a jerk or whatever. It's being trustful, transparent, and knowing that the documents are the governing documents and just working within those confines.
1: Yeah. Well, and that leads me right to Wayne's email and Wayne writes to us here from the Tampa Bay area. He goes, uh, "What are remedy options for an HOA board that refuses to enforce deed restrictions equally and or consistently in a timely manner?"
2: Um, uh, I mean, logically there's not much ramifications. I mean, they can go to the Department of Professional Regulation and those people are so covered up, they're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. I mean, right. if somebody was just crazy about it, they could they could front the money to sue their board uh that still doesn't if he wants to reach out and be a little more transparent with us on the side yeah uh, we could try to set something up to go down and just introduce ourselves to their board it sounds like it's another deal like the mayor of tampa if i got a speeding ticket and for him to say uh don't worry about your speeding ticket dean or if there's regulations in tampa that doesn't allow you to put a fence up and i put a fence up and i go but i know mayor bob and they go oh okay then you can leave your fence up everybody <laughs> else has to leave their fence down right so the boards have a responsibility it's not about friendships yeah it's not about even making people mad i think the vision statement we're getting ready to do and i know the vision state we're getting ready to do in delray yeah is because we've gotten so many residents that there's an underlying thing to change some of the rules because. 25 years ago they didn't allow kids in the property yeah they were all 55 coming down to visit that's right now they're all 75 and guess what they want to be able to come see them
1: Their grandchildren
2: their grandkids
1: they were great grandkids yeah, yeah so now they're yeah. all
2: arguing instead of having a vision now we're having a vision we're going to fix it
1: exactly well and you know the truth of the matter is that really the ultimate resolution here is for wayne to run and be the one to enforce these things equally it is but Um, it
2: you know that is the ultimate ultimate resolution but i've worked with these boards now wayne ought to just go have coffee with the president say hey what's the deal
1: well and 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 i think also it's partially this is every person that goes in and takes on a leadership position like that is going to have things that they perceive as to be more of a priority than others right you know so for some, some people it might be fences for some people it might be you know cars uh, parking on the street you know everybody's going to have like those few things that they're they're super sticklers about and then everything else is like "Eh, it's not that big a deal and so there's a lack of understanding that what may not be important to him or her uh, may be important to the residents
2: but if it's a rule it's a rule so he didn't get to choose it no the interesting thing is is i i did this with a group the other day how many people read their full declarations the answer is nobody right and the rules and regulations so i i ask a board i said why wouldn't you create a one-page cheat sheet if you will that says this is the overview of our declarations and have the top 20 things that are material yeah because if you take all the material stuff in there and, and condense it down you can get it on one page easily. Right. You pull out all the legal jargon and everything. You, you can get it on one. Well, page. Well, but
1: my point is, and I've li- I think I've lived. If I really think about it, I've probably lived under associations my entire life. And you do see some where some of them are big on lawn maintenance. You know, that's the thing that they care about. Some of them, it's the paint on the fence. You right. know, it's a, and, and 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 so they do selectively enforce differently you know they you know in terms of again what they deem is uh, is a bigger priority where it should be consistent across the board
2: well that doesn't make it right
1: though. no absolutely not
2: I, by the way i got a ticket going <laughs> down to condo coach
1: <laughs> did you really oh yeah
2: and, I, and this is a good segue into that because oh the gosh. cops pulled me over yeah and i was doing an 88 in a 70 zone oh but the cops pulled everybody over because we were all speeding, sure, and 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 the cop made a good point. I said, "Well, I was just in the crowd. I didn't want to get run over." And he says, "It still wasn't right. It still yeah. wasn't. It, you know, you all got tickets. They That's had right. us all pulled over down the whole highway. Wow! And with an airplane, so."
1: All right, uh, that, <laughs> man, that's, yeah, That not the way to start the week.
2: Well, just tolerating, just tolerating yeah. stuff doesn't necessarily make it right. right. That's my point.
1: No, right, and, and, and you can't be selective about enforcement. Correct, that, yeah. the
2: cops weren't that day.
1: So we're talking about questions from homeowners and board members here on today's Condo Coaches radio show. Again, if you missed any of the episodes that uh, we've had throughout the year, you can go back to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Condo Coaches and search for us on YouTube for every episode at youtube.com. Just search the Condo Coaches. Got a question from Doug writing this from Pinellas County Largo saying, can residents of a condo association request that the books be audited by a third party? So I'm going to let Dean Mul that one over for a little bit uh, before we uh take a quick break here and then come back for the final segment of the show it's the condo coaches radio show at the condo contact the
0: condo coaches online at the condo more of the condo coaches
4: is coming up next And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its Prediabetes Awareness Partners.
0: Welcome back to The Condo Coaches, online at CondoCoaches.com. Here's your host, Johnny Torres.
1: Questions and answers from homeowners and board members. Today's topic on The Condo Coaches Radio Show don't forget, we've got seven playbooks now for you to download at thecondocoaches.com. That's thecondocoaches.com slash playbook, thecondocoaches.com slash playbook. And uh, w- we uh, kind of left the last segment talking about how, uh, you know, the, really the, a question that uh, I'm sure a lot of people have mulled over, which is, can residents of a condo association request that the books be audited by a third party?
2: um they can't just request that they be audited that being said depending on the size of the association i think it's 350 grand and up you have to be audited yeah and from 150 to 350 i believe is the number again uh, you have you have a review um if somebody ever thinks something's wrong all they need to do is ask for the management company report If they have a management company, the management companies have very extensive management company reports, and that's what people send me. And that's where I'm able to really do a deep dive okay. and give them a quick assessment back.
1: And you should be able to pick up on any red flags in that situation oh, after yeah. that always report. Can. Okay. Yeah.
2: Or I can cuz I've been doing financial reviews for so long as a business guy and I've helped a bunch of associations over the last year and a half where I've they always think they're being embezzled. Yeah. And it's never I haven't found one yet. I'm sure there are some. But I would well, say Well, it's a good
1: workaround too from oh, then yeah. having to go through an audit.
2: Well, you, you have to have audit. There's an audit, by the way, an audit does not d- discover fraud. Okay. It, it doesn't necessarily discover fraud. Right. Having an audit doesn't automatically discover sure. fraud. People, I had a company one time, I was doing a turnaround, and the way the fraud was discovered, the audits were clean as a whistle, everything else. Yeah. But the, the, the person in accounting was cutting checks to fictitious companies. Got it. And so it was all audited. It was all good, you know.
1: But but on paper, it looked clean.
2: Perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah. There wasn't anything. It was to a a maintenance company and stuff. It all looked clean, but it was their own company. And the way we caught it was the endorsements were the person's endorsements in her own personal account.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. That was
2: just a fluke. 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 Right, right. What we did is we went back and looked at all the vendors and kind of said, are these real vendors? And we weren't even looking for fraud. We wow. just wanted to do a vendor checkup.
1: And you just happened to come up on oh, it. Oh, yeah.
2: These <laughs> yeah. These fictitious vendors.
1: Well, thanks to Doug from Largo for sending in that question. Uh, we really appreciate it. It's an excellent question. Yes, and uh, and so we're going to go into. A, I, I, I was thinking of avoiding this question, but you like jumped all over it. Yeah, and so I knew I wasn't going to be able to get out of this one without uh, asking it. It comes from Reginald, who's living out in Waterford Lakes. That's out in uh, East Orlando, uh, and so he's talking about. Uh, hating to reinvent the wheel. You know, it seems like he's got a bit of a communication issue with uh, between the board and the residents. Uh, he's saying that uh, the residents come to the monthly meeting, stating that they are not aware of attorney's fees when paying late on their quarterly fees. Um, they've ignored letters from the HOA um, and uh, they uh, are having a similar situation when it comes to code enforcement issues you know because there's fines that come with those Uh, and so he talks about developing maybe a powerpoint um, you know like he's basically trying to like figure out what on earth does he need to do to drive home the message that you need to pay your fees on time you need to pay your penalties on time uh, and that uh, you know you can't negotiate your way out of uh, not only the late fees but the legal fees that come along with uh, processing and handling all these issues
2: yeah these issues are always statutory so it again your board is not just arbitrarily picking on you you have a condo declarations and currently in the state of florida most declarations have a provision this is statutory so this isn't so-and-so deciding against so-and-so right that the association is entitled to 18 percent annually on uh past due assessments okay and can charge up to 25 dollars per past due assessment uh late fee so it's all in their documents it's all in their statutes what he should do is take and create a bullet point back to an earlier comment we made on the other segment get a bullet point of the things that are in there it's not a board being mean yeah it's a statute if and it's in their own documents their governing documents so if they want to change their governing documents then the residents need to say we're going to change our governing documents make an amendment we're not going to have interest any interest in late fees and no attorney's fees the association is still going to have to pay the attorney sure um and then do it as a as a uh, amendment which right that will never pass <laughs> <laughs> the, the people that pay they need to download we need to get that thing for the yeah. un for the people that don't pay we still find i told you the one group in waterdale recently that we did yeah the people that had not paid Not paid. Right. Their total assessments that they had not paid against the people that had paid to make up the equal budget, every paying residence over the last two and a half years had to pay in an additional $4,200. Wow. And nobody knew it. But yeah. that's just the only way they could balance their budget.
1: Well, and then then residents start wondering is where's their money going? Well, but th- they're Because it's not-, not going into the community. It's going into basically uh, carrying everybody else who's not paying.
2: Exactly. But those are collection policies. It's back to this guy's question. Yeah. You have to be firm on it. And you have to be firm because it's in your documents. Sure. So just be firm because you penalize as it pay well.
1: So I liked your idea. You break down the 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 fees and you break down, you know, the, the the penalties and fees and all that stuff into a simple document. I would say you piggyback on that with a copy of the governing documents. Absolutely. Right? And I might even take it a step further. Let me know what you think about this. What if at these meetings you start handing out that that bullet point That simplified document right outlining exactly what all the fees are and have everybody sign a copy of it saying that they understand the fee structure and the late fees and the legal fees and all that so that way somebody can't come back and say oh well i didn't know or i didn't understand or i didn't i mean what do you think
2: well i think that's a great idea i know that based on our meetings we've had across the state over the last three weeks Mm -hmm. one of the biggest questions i got was how do i get people to attend yep so again having people engage they're sit there and be upset but they don't engage
1: well the ones who are showing up are obviously the ones who are there to fight on the late fees Uh, and the legal fees
2: sometimes but what i would i would do that too i would get my association use one of those mailchimp programs or something right and then survey i would i would just create that two-way dialogue that doesn't have to necessarily be you know in front of the board and try you can to do get, it electronically. Yeah, you can absolutely. do an
1: electronic document that absolutely. they can sign electronically, sure. acknowledging that right. they now understand the fee structure right. um, you know, for their community.
2: Well, they kind of sign that when they sign up because they have right. to they sign into the. But HOA maybe it's an document. annual
1: thing to reinforce yeah. that because, especially uh, this community, I know it because I had a friend that used to live out of Waterford Lakes and. Uh, I, it's a very nice community it's now been there i think about 15 or 20 years i'd say 10 or 15 years um but there's probably by now there's been a lot of turnover in the ownership and so there probably isn't that like you said people just buy these homes they don't bother to look into the association's governing documents and that's how you end up with problems like these
2: you know i may have i got a real good friend brandon rhymes he does a lot of real estate yeah he has a show and. Um, I may get him to come on and talk about kind of the responsibilities to ask real estate agents because real estate agents are to provide all these documents when you go in. Sometimes they kind of provide it in a box when you're done. Right. And it just gets with all your closing documents. And I think it's, I think it's important for people going into new condominium and HOA associations to realize the rules and regulations. And then the other big thing, which we're going to have on a show here coming up is, Are the reserves being covered? So when you move in, do you get a special assessment next year for 10 grand of roofs that should have been reserved for the last 20 years? Well, I
1: don't even think you, even if you are getting a hard copy of the documents, you're definitely not reading that. And if they're sending it to you digitally in an email as a PDF, you're also not reading that. And so that's the problem there. Let's try to squeeze in one more question here. Questions and answers from homeowners and board members. This one comes from Carmelan. She's writing. uh, She says she is the building's HOA president. Uh, She has a large development of 55 and over. They have an owner that keeps the claim bankruptcy. The first time they lost about $17,000 after she filed bankruptcy. She just filed for bankruptcy again, already three months behind in her dues. Uh, But she has a tenant in that unit. She's not even living there. Has a Tenant there, and so she's asking if they can ask the tenant to pay them directly. Uh, does the bankruptcy prohibit that? Uh, so obviously, with the bankruptcy in play,
2: well, there's only two types of bankruptcies: consumer is thirteen yep. and seven, Yep. and ninety-nine percent of the consumers use thirteen, which is a repayment program. So if she's the board president, I need to reach out to her because we okay. have bankruptcy attorneys. So too long to get into the the, the segment here. Well, no. But we'll get, I'll
1: reach out to it. All right. Sounds good. All right. That's been another show for the Condo Coaches. Thank you so much for listening.
0: See you next time. You've been listening to the Condo Coaches, brought to you by LMFunding.com. Find us online at the thecondocoaches.com and join us this same time next week as we help you navigate life in your managed community.